please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the kind of movie critics, man. Where'd that come yeah, from? I don't know. <laughs> just these like weird voices know. just come out of nowhere. I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> yeah, was. Are you Filipino or are you Puerto Rican? I, I think, I think that, that Indian, that's very like, racist that yeah. you would even... Uh, like associate a nationality with that. I I'm just, that's well, just a, what the fuck is an accent? That was no, that was a person. That was just a person. Their impressions person. are terrible. They've yeah. always been terrible. What was I, what was I impersonating? I, I don't just know. Asked that's if why it was a terrible. Filipino person or a Puerto Rican. But I'm just saying that, like, I think it's very racist to assume that I was doing a nationality and not just Joe that fuck? was in the Vietnam War you know, first, uh, that talks you know, funny. Any Jamie Foxx impressions? Oh yeah, I got a good Jamie Foxx impression. You ready? I'm a bad actor. <laughs> it was not racist typically yeah. nationality is what you associate an accent with but see that wasn't an accent it was just a style of talking so. that was some weird shit you did yeah. anyway but I, you know it just says a lot about you Lizzie. that's all I'm saying so anyhow man how many times are you going to adjust that microphone I, you, until the shit is right bro you know you're not listening he be on the mic yeah I'll be, on, I'll be on the mic mm-hmm. you feel me that's be, what... whoa, whoa <laughs> now you, you walked into that you one got me. Yeah, I walked sure into it. Right. yeah okay whatever Anyway, uh, we are here to talk about uh, Baby Driver this episode, right, guys? Baby yep. Driver. Yeah, good shit, man. Um, which is, uh, I didn't know much about Edgar Wright, but, uh, uh, you know, is an Edgar Wright film. And I think the only other film that I've seen from Edgar Wright was uh, the, um, what was the one that I said it reminded me of? Uh, what, Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. That's the only other Edgar Wright film that I've seen. Um, this so. was nothing like that. No, but it got, see, okay, so I said that it re, like about halfway through, I was like, yo, the sensibility of this film and like the use of soundtrack and just the style reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. It was like a merge between Scott Pilgrim and Drive to me. I have to watch Scott Pilgrim again. I enjoyed Scott Pilgrim, but I mm. guess because there's so much whimsy in that movie and there's much less of it here. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and talking about Edgar Wright, man, what was what were y'all saying? Well, Corey Martin, when we were leaving the theater about, uh, I guess he was part of Ant-Man or something like that? Yeah, well, he had uh, he had been developing it since 2006. And, you know, Iron Man came out in 2008. So this is even before, like, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. They had gave him and uh, Joe Cornish Ant-Man, I guess, as like a, hey, you could work on this. It's yours if we ever make it type of thing. Right. And he had been developing it developing it for 10 years and when it got time to make it of course they already had this universe and Kevin Feige already had all this continuity that he wanted to uh, hold together probably wanted to throw some other superheroes in the movie and Edgar Rice the type of dude where he always kind of he always did original movies I think Scott Pilgrim is his only adaptation Mm. so he's very much like well I write my own stuff I shoot it the way I want and that didn't work for uh, Marvel. I think they tried to change the script on him like last minute or something like that before he was shooting, and he just walked away. That's crazy, man. And uh, Peyton Reed directed Ant Man instead. Peyton Reed and Adam Adam McKay like rewrote the script. Oh, okay, okay. I like Adam McKay. Um, yeah, no, that's that's pretty interesting, man. I mean, um, I never I never got a chance to see Ant Man. Did it Did it have like any sort of style to it? No, right. yeah, no. it's a. Uh, well, he originally wanted to make it into a heist film, and so he made Baby Driver instead, 
Mm-hmm. So he kind of got to still do his heist movie, even though he didn't do it. Ant Man. I see. Okay. Well, no, that was that was a cool little tidbit because I, I again I didn't know much about Edgar Wright, so I appreciated that. Um, but it sounds like when it comes to these comic book movies, this whole creative difference thing becomes is like it's kind of a big deal, right? Because didn't that just happen on the Han Solo movie? Where the uh, well, the directors were fired mid movie. Yeah. 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 Who, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who were the directors? I don't I don't know them off uh, the top of my head. You know it's, Mark uh, knows. Yeah. Phil Phil Lord. Lord and Chris Miller, right? Yeah, Chris Miller. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fire, fired like with three what with three, three weeks, weeks three weeks left, left of principal photography. Well, they were gonna do five weeks so reshoots after that, but they got fired before those. Yeah. They finished those three weeks. Right. You know, my number one question as soon as I heard that was, is Bradford Young still on the project? Oh, yeah. I mean, he could because it kind of seemed weird to have Bradford Young anyway because mm-hmm. they're very, like, improvisational directors. Right. And doing these, like, beautiful setups and whatnot with Bradford Young, like, might not mix well. But that makes well, sense for him in terms of the genre to yeah. have Bradford Young there, but... And for the genre and for what the Star Wars universe is, I don't know how you could improvise a whole lot of that in terms of right. cinematography. So he makes sense. Maybe they don't make sense. Yeah. Well, apparently that, that's what that's what people thought if they fired him and who they, they bought Did him. Did he work Ron on Blade Runner? No. No. Raffer no, Young didn't. No, no, Roger Blade Deakins. Runner. Yeah, that's Roger oh, okay. Deakins. Who's a beast? Yeah. He's he's probably I ain't gonna say the most accomplished DP, but he's got his resume is up there for sure. Yeah. Currently in the game, but yeah, so they so they replaced those two guys and bought on Ron Howard. I I, I read. Yes, uh, I'm not mad at Han that at so all. That's yeah, that's kind of a that's fucking dope, is what that is. Okay, I don't. I saw him like his last movie. What that it wasn't Da Vinci, Code, Vinci Code, but it was suck. like yeah, it was pretty bad. I don't think uh, they brought him on because he's Ron Howard. I think they brought him on because he available. <laughs> he's a, well, yeah. he's available, but he knows how to handle big budgets, big stuff, and knows how to get it across the finish line. Right, like you know you. You tried it with these up and coming independent directors. It didn't work, so now you got to go back to what you know. Yeah. What you know, right? So. Go back to the safety net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't that. hate Da Vinci Code. It just seemed an awful lot like National Treasure. It was the same fucking movie. I just hated Tom Hanks's hair. Well, they get like they get <laughs> they get worse as they go along. Like they I did. guess Da Vinci Code is the best one. Inferno was like second best, and this last one was like pretty terrible. Mm. I didn't watch the last one. Gotcha. You had uh, your girl from a uh, Rogue One in it, though. I forgot. I don't know her name, though. Jen Erso? I don't know her name yeah, either. I can, I can see her face. Right. I can. If I, it, her name will come to me in a second. But yeah, the chick from. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's what I genuinely believe Abrams was brought on. Like, because, you know, I hate episode seven. And, but I think that was literally because we're like, we're going to, we're going to 100% make sure that this movie gets made and it's going to, it's going to do what it needs to do. Like, right. the movie is not an Abrams film. It doesn't look like an Abrams film. It doesn't feel like an Abrams film. There's and no lens flares in it? Nah. Oh, wow. No. You I mean, still I haven't seen it? No, I, I still haven't caught up oh to you don't see Star it. Wars. You've already seen it. Yeah, yeah. You've already seen it. Episode four. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. You know how you call <laughs> it a hope your hope. It's a hope your hope. It's That's a all hope it your is. Hope. It's, it's a hope your hope. Like oh, a movie. Shout out, to, shout out to Jack Manning. Jack has, his son is the fourth and he always he has all these bibs that say a new hope on them because his oh, son is a four year slow, but it's all no, good. No, I get it. Shout no, I got you. it when you said it. Shout out to I you, Jack Manning the fourth. Trying to figure out where you were going with it. But um well shit, if I don't gotta see all them uh if it doesn't make sense to see the joints in order and all that other fly shit, then I'm a I'm a let's not do this again. What? I don't wanna have this argument again. Fucking watch Star Star Wars. Don't have an opinion until you watch it. Watch oh no, it. I was trying to get to a joke, but here you go jumping Fucking the gun. Joke. 
man. Well, shit, wrap it up then. <laughs> so, do you still think the Han Solo movie is going to be good? I don't know. A lot of five weeks. There's a lot to do in five weeks. Well, I mean, they did that with Rogue One, though. Like they switched out. um, Well, they they, Rogue One was good. See, I feel like are they gonna are they doing are the reshoots to add to the film or to reshoot? Because I feel like Rogue One's reshoots they use the word reshoot, but they really mean is they shoot additional photography to rework the film. So if the improv and the way they were doing it didn't work, how are they gonna stitch it together? So. Yeah, that's that's tough. At least with Vogue One, like if you look at the trailer, like mm. half of those scenes aren't even in the movie. Exactly. Which is crazy. Mm. That's weird. Baby Driver. Let's get to the synopsis first, I guess. Let's start there. <clears throat> Corey. After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. <laughs> that's true. He did. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> what? Um, we're spoiling the shit out of this, yes. Yeah, I yeah. guess at some point we we're we're probably going to be really. Sp- I mean, they heard on the intro the spoiler alert, so I guess shout so. out to me. Yeah, okay, so what originally made this movie appealing to you guys? I like car stuff, so <laughs> I like car chases. I like cool car stunts, so that was kind of it for me. So did th- so you went by yourself, Martin, right? Yeah, I saw it twice. Oh, you went to, you went again yesterday? Yeah. Okay, so y'all all went yesterday without me, and I went this morning. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Well, shout we out met... to Carson for going with me. Okay. <laughs> Whoever Carson My roommate came. You. Your roommate came? Yeah. Fuck, oh, hey, I missed no. a chance to hang out with your roommate yesterday. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I took my like nine-year-old nephew. I, I kind of regret it. It was a pretty violent movie. Pretty fucking yeah, violent. That shit <laughs> took a turn. I, didn't I did not take it. my kid. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. expect it to be that violent. It didn't have to be that violent. That movie could have easily been a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, they that didn't. Was, the, that was the f bombs and the violence like that could have easily been toned down. That's the cursing. I'm not mad at, but the ultra violence like I just I I li- nothing about the trailer like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. prompted you to think that it was going to be ultra violent. Well, you know, Atomic Blonde. I'm like, okay, been, that's going to be ultra violent. You haven't really seen Edgar Wright movies outside of Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Exactly, so that doesn't really have a. It's like cartoon. Well, it's violence, but yeah, it's, it's cartoon. Very whimsical, but it's very, yeah. yeah, but yeah, exactly. Shaun of the Dead has a lot of violence. Yeah. Hot Fuzz has a lot of violence. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. At World's End, like the whole Cornetto trilogy has violence. In oh, it. I definitely oh. have seen. Yeah, I've so, definitely seen the Simon Pegg movies he's made. Yeah. So okay, so I was the only one that was dumb enough thinking. That it wasn't gonna be ultra violent. I didn't know that those were just were related. I'm just as he's naming the movies now. I'm like, oh shit, I've seen his movies. I'm, I'm right. kind of with you because, like, oh, to me, this movie looked like the most normalist of all his movies. Right. So I didn't think it would go the route of the Shaun of the Dead and all the other films. Right. Like, I just I looked at this and was like, this is gonna be a, a regular heist film with a little bit of Edgar Wright styling, but not that kind of comical violence that he usually is known for. Right. How about you, Jesse? What made this movie appealing for you? Um, I mean, just the style of it, um, pretty much. And then, like, um, I, I like the the promotional materials for it, like the trailer and stuff. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty dope. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be something similar to Drive. Um, so right. that's why I decided to check it out. Right, I love Drive. Yeah, Drive was the shit. Drive is the shit. Um, the, I'm with you. The style of it, Jesse, it really, it drew me into it. You know, the, obviously. He's listening to headphones, so there's the soundtrack element. You know, you knew that was going to be available, and um, it just seemed like a good, fun 
you know, watch something that would be a good experience in the movie theater. So that, that's what drew me to it. Yeah, I like the actor. I don't know his name, but I Ansel remember. Ansel Elgort. What is it? Ansel. Ansel. Ansel Elgort. I knew he looked familiar, and I was disappointed when I remembered where he was from. Divergent. Oh, yeah, fucking Divergent. <laughs> well, he's a Divergent, but he's yeah. also in The Fault in Our Stars, which the is a Divergent very good movie. Divergent is some of the worst oh, films yeah. on this planet. And the the franchise is sunken solo. The next one's going to be straight to TV. Uh, they're not even going to make it. Shailene Woodley's like, I'm not making a TV movie, so it's yeah. not going to fucking happen. Yeah. But interestingly enough, like he and Shailene Woodley are are like in love in The Fault in Our Stars, and they're fucking brother and sister in Divergent, which is real fun. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I like the actor. And when we went to see Get Out, I believe the trailer was playing then. And was I sitting between you guys? Which one of no. you? No, I, I, I no, it wasn't that far back. No, because I the first time I saw the trailer was actually at a computer. No, it was when we went to see Life. I didn't see. Life. Oh, he wasn't with us. Yeah. Oh, okay, when we went to see Life, I was sitting next to Martin. He was like, "Baby driver," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is on Martin's radar. So it must be good." <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Edgar Wright. He's one. He's like maybe one of like five directors who. If they make something, I gotta go see it in theaters just because it's gonna be really interesting to me. Like I love, I like the Cornetto trilogy. That's like Shaun of the Dead, At World's End, Hot Fuzz. I really like Scott Pilgrim too, mm-hmm. um, and I was just really looking forward to this movie because I also love heist movies too. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted, to, and I heard like all of those car stunts were practical. So I was really oh, interested. Oh, so none of them are CGI. No, no, well, no CGI, CGI, no green CGI. screen. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I have a comment really, later. I guess it would be but there, there were a couple yeah. times where them cars got close to the camera. Yeah, you know like, the, uh, yeah. you know the, um, when it went under the truck, uh-huh. like that was a hundred percent real. Oh my god! Fuck. Yeah. Dang. Interesting. That's some. That's some hella choreography right there. So you know what though, like, I, we're spoiling this shit because that's what the fuck we do. Dang, but you spoil. So at the end, um, where Baby is forcing Buddy's car off the fucking side of the parking garage. Mm-hmm. Laws of physics say that his car should have gone off the fucking side too. And I was sitting there like, there's no way he could have stopped that fucking car. I, they lost me right there. Do you know what I'm talking about? The whole yeah. oh, the whole third act got a little yeah. like a movie little magic. Bit. It like went full steam like, we're just going to be a movie, an right. action movie now. Like we're kind of throwing everything out the window. I wasn't mad at it being an action movie, yeah. but like when he was pushing the car off this, if you have, if you are revving your gas to push a car that is pushing back against you off of the side of a fucking building, mm-hmm. when that car goes over and you're like seven feet from the fucking edge, your car's going over too. And I'm like, there's no way he could have stopped that shit. No, you would, if you have resistance from the other car, yeah. you'll break when the car starts right. to go over the ledge. Exactly. Okay, but you have enough momentum to drive that other car over. But you have resistance. You're pushing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Not once you get those a, you're back not... wheels over, you can like stop though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just was like, that shit looked like it should have gone over there. Or edge. you would, well, you would great. also, you would also decrease your acceleration once you realize right. the car. You know what? Is, he's yeah. fucking baby driver. Yeah, I, mean, I he guess he knew, he knew he's, he he's fucking yeah. Superman yeah. with a car. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. Physics matters not in this film. <laughs> in, the, in the real world, right? <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to something you said, though, Martin, just because I want clarification. You said the Cornetto trilogy, right? Yeah. How, explain that. What is that exactly with Edgar Wright? Uh, the Cornetto is uh, it's like an ice cream in Britain. Oh. Um, and I guess they make that reference in every movie, but it starts with Shaun of the Dead, which is a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It goes to Hot Fuzz, which is kind of like his homage to like bad boys and like those cop buddy cop movies. Right. and. It ends at a uh, at World's End, which is kind of like a alien invasion um, bar movie. Nice. 
Alien Invasion Bar movie. It's actually yeah. really fucking funny. I, I like Simon Pegg, so I watched right. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, if, if if there's nothing else, what what me watching Baby Driver and understanding, you know, this being my second exposure to Edgar Wright, I, I will say I'm very interested in him as a craftsman because this film was extremely precise, especially knowing that everything was practical. Like, the precision... Of this filmmaking, you know, using like the down the, to the music, down to the music was so fucking crazy, man. Like, what did you say, Corey? You said you heard that the editor. Uh, there's an article on Studio Daily that uh, the editor was live on set right. the entire production, and they would once they would yell cut, the camera would automatically send a proxy file to the editor, and they would start editing right away to time it with the music or anything else that they were doing that was special right. to make sure it worked. That's and so brilliant. It was Edgar Wright apparently has a very close relationship with his editor. Yeah. So. so for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, you're still hanging on, right? So what we're kind of talking about <laughs> is the fact that in this film, it was very heavily soundtrack driven. And there were some sequences in the film where they used the soundtrack and the actors had to hit certain cues at certain points in the film. But it would be, it were certain points in the scene, but it would be like a one take shot. You know, they did that for the opening sequence. Well, yeah. no, the opening sequence was that chase scene. Yeah, but you're talking about the opening, sequence when yeah. you're talking about the sequence the when he went to go get the coffee, though, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that was that was to me. That's when I saw that. That's when I realized that this was a different. Type but it was of like film. a it was a one take, right? One hundred percent. Okay, and that was like a five minute long one take. I, I was sitting there, and I was sitting there going, "Fuck, that's a long ass one take for them to be able to time all of the like cues because he was walking by certain things on the street, and the song that he was listening to in his ear was like the graffiti would say the words yeah. at different, and it was like perfectly timed. Like at a certain point, it said like yeah, 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 but you could only see one yeah like as he's walking up, and as he as he's walking up, the camera shifts angles. And you could see all three of them in right. the wall. Like, that's fucking nuts. That's fucking crazy, dog. Like, the precision. Yeah, and then, you know, the murals having, like, trumpets, and he'll be, like, hitting the little trumpet scene or, like, mimicking what a mural was doing. And the street and... performers, like, I wonder if that was live music that they were playing, like, as he was walking by, too, or if they, like, built it in with the score. Like, the article said that enough. they used live music. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, that's even more fucking impressive. That's even crazier. Yeah. Yeah, that sequence was insane. Just the, the, the yeah. That was a lot of precision. But let's go back to the the real opening sequence, this whole bank robbery scene. All right. That was, you know, so the it starts off with them uh pulling up to a job and then, you know, uh John Ham's character, um, John Barenthal's character, and what's the girl's name? Buddy uh, Darling. Gonzalez. Yeah, Isaac Gonzalez. She yeah. actually um she was in from Dust Till Dawn, the T V show. Yeah. Oh, that's where she's from. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool that he chose her because that TV show is kind of also like a heist type of show. Huh. So it's like he does that. I think he does that with most of the actors here. It's like he's commenting on their other roles in the movie. Oh. Interesting. I think her character's name was Darling. Yeah, Monica. Darling. Yeah, yep. Monica. Um. Yeah. So that I mean, that whole opening chase sequence was fucking insane, man. The whole time mm-hmm. I was watching this, I was like, oh, I should be sitting next to Corey watching this because all these fucking cars flipping over and doing whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> I know he was like going bad shit in the movie. Uh, well, there was no car flipping overs, though. I was there hoping, was a car I was flipping hoping over. there would be some good flipping. but not No, not like you like cars to flip, yeah, but yeah. that the, the cop car, well, not the cop car, but the 
I guess he's a cop. The citizen's arrest guy. No, he wasn't a citizen's <laughs> arrest guy. He was fucking working with them. Yo, well, first of all, I want to address... He pulled out an automatic weapon. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. type of citizen pulls yeah. out that kind of he weapon? He wasn't a citizen. Yeah. He wasn't? He was like the third man watching the armored car. Oh. I thought he was okay. like a... No, he yeah, was a like cop. A war veteran oh, or some okay. Shit. No, he was yeah. a cop. All right, that okay. makes that makes but sense But no, now. cops with automatic weapons, that still kind of doesn't make sense, though. No, they he probably was like a contractor. Because, you know, like those... They're not really... They're not old yeah. security or okay. whatever. I got but the armored, the armored car is there, and then they have the armed guards getting the money, and then there was another car watching the truck yeah. in case somebody tried to rob it, and that's who he was. Gotcha. He was security. Yeah. Well, shit, let them go. That seemed just illogical to chase them. I mean, that's your well, job. That's his fucking job. <laughs> that's your job to chase them? I thought it was your job to protect the truck, but if they obviously get the get the stuff, then... Yeah. It reminded me of that hella high water scene when they, they robbed the last bank and, like, Autumn. Seen Hell or High Water. Well, no, you saw yeah. Hell or High Water yeah. with me. <laughs> they, oh, they robbed that last, that last bank. Yeah. Then all them dudes in trucks try to like chase them Chasing down. Chasing after them. Yeah, yeah, Texas, yeah. yeah. And te- right, because everybody <laughs> bears arms there, yeah. which I guess made sense to some degree. I mean, it's just weird, but, I'm a, you know, a cool carry gun. If I see a crime happen and I think the cops are better suited, I think my gun is more for like if somebody's doing something to me, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't know you if You have I, the right idea about that. No yeah. offense to, yes, offense to you, people who are always like, you're safer if I have a gun. I'm like, no, I'm safer if you chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not kill anybody. Right. So just to let y'all know, that's how I'm reacting. I, if it ain't happened to me, <laughs> it's, that's just going to go unheard. But, um, yeah, man, that, I don't, maybe I'm the only one that felt this way. Did y'all feel like when uh, Baby started, you know, when they walked into the joint and then Baby started kind of jamming to his music, I was like, his rhythm is kind of whack, though. He's white. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but that's, that's unfair to say because Justin Timberlake is white, but he's like, no, hella... that's uh, Justin Timberlake is bae. Like, yeah, but he's white, whether, too. But... That's up for debate, apparently, too. What, if he's got rhythm? No, if that he's white. How is that up for debate? Someone told me that they saw a comp card of his as a child, and it he's, listed his race as black. I think he's white too, Corey. Like I didn't say I'm going to debate. Blonde I said hair. His per- hair's dyed blonde. Does this person know that Photoshop exists? By no, any chance? he saw the card in person. Oh, okay. He was apparently he used to do something with the legal department for like a TV or a film studio or something. Shout out to him. I have to ask him again. But he yeah. was like that that right. his comp card used to say that he was black. Right, okay. Which is weird because he's always looked like a white kid to me. But, yeah. Yeah. Like a but apparently that's up for debate. But let's not even do that because like Dom Hall Gleason, Christian Bale, Justin Timberlake, leave my people alone. <laughs> we don't, what? we don't. Well, I you, I'm about just, to say they were all black. What British? Tom Wilson is completely white with red hair. Like, first of all, when you say don't, let's not do this. You're the I'm the one that said that. You're the one that said because want, he's white. I don't want white. to engage in a conversation about my people. Like, let's move on. What? First of all, you don't <laughs> dictate this conversation. Second of all, you made it a point to say white people don't have any rhythm. No, I I'm said he didn't to... have rhythm because he was white. There are white people with rhythm. That's why blue-eyed soul is a thing. So what was the point of saying he was white then, It was Lizzie? a joke. Fuck. Yeah, okay. Anyway. See, I didn't interpret that he didn't have rhythm. It was, he was... He didn't no, have he, rhythm. He was... He was, he was fine. Like, no, he was doing... He was being extra. He was like, jamming out in like the car. Like, he was jamming, and he was, like, he was banging on the side of the door. Like, he was purposely, like, moving from, like, object to object. You know what? I mean? Okay, so yeah. I got that. I made a joke just then, but I don't actually agree with you. Like, what did you expect him to do? Like, 
it's not that I expected him to do anything. His rhythm was it just wasn't it didn't feel natural. It felt it felt like it was choreographed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He felt like he was like telegraphing it. Well, it just didn't feel like if some with somebody that had natural rhythm, how they would have they if they could have done the exact same things, it just would have like looked a lot cleaner, a lot flyer. It looked like that he had to practice that a lot to get to that point. Baby didn't see this guy, whatever his name is, doesn't feel like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you, Lizzie. Trust me, I'm with you. But you said it, not me. <laughs> I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way when I watched I think, it. Uh, Cause, well, cause you're, cause, I'm thinking real life. Hold on, hold on. Because I'm what? Because I'm Cause more. you're drinking a, a Jippy IP. <laughs> Jippy IP. It's that's a why. Jive Session IPA from Jive, Bean Flash yeah. Brewing. That's why you would get open. Bust it wide open. Bust it wide open. Yeah, shout out to Bust it wide open. No, I think in real life, like Ansel's like a really big hip hop head. Oh, okay. That doesn't yeah. mean he can dance. Though. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean he can dance. Yeah. I pretty... think it, it also represents like when you're jamming out the music and you think nobody's watching, you look stupid as hell. Oh, I think that's, that's kind of what it was supposed now, to be. Now, I'll take that. I'll take that. Funny enough, though, like both me and my friend that were at the movie were both like, that is me in my car every fucking day on the way to work. Right. That is uh, definitely me. If you pull up next to me at the light, like I'm full on Issa Rae in it, like... Right. I'm rapping. I got the I got the Drake hand going and everything. <laughs> See, you look smooth. You just look smooth doing that. Easy. Yeah, that was real smooth. But Shout he was just my like Caucasian ancestors. He was like very like it just yeah. Uh, yeah. You felt me though, Jesse. Oh right? yeah. Definitely. Okay. So I just making sure I'm not tripping. So, but but I did think it was a cool scene though because you know, based on the trailers and the synopsis of what we're about to get into, this is just a real fun moment. So, um, I, I did I did like that. Did anybody else like that? Just like that candid. Well, what I liked was that he, uh, at one point, he got into a Saturn Aura, which is my car. <laughs> so uh, when I left the movie theater, I was uh, speeding you a was little bit. It. That's I what I, I said. Though. I was like, this motherfucker's wow. balling out in a fucking Saturn. Like, uh-huh. And then the first scene, he was in a Subaru. And I was like, oh, we just we, we out running the cops in a fucking Subaru. That's uh, what's up. Well, for the record, that Subaru is a high performance. like Obviously. Yeah, like a very high performance moving I'm, But that's not, that's not what you would expect them to like have portrayed as like this is the car we're fucking getting away from the police and like right cutting all these corners i thought it was dope that it was mm-hmm. a subaru because like that's a good look for them but i just was like oh shit he's balling out in a fucking subaru and right. then a fucking saturn that that would that to me was it was a very intuitive chase i like it, it that's the part that made me reminiscent of like drive you know uh-huh. the whole opening getaway sequence with drive it was more of a even though this this particular getaway was a lot more action oriented it still had that sort of like cerebral very smart you know uh, a, adjustment of what to do when you see you know police officers like the whole when he went underneath the bridge oh, that was and the three dope. card monty you know the whole three card monty thing like that was just a very it was a very smart you know what I'm saying? And it's like, whereas most chases are just like, get away, crash through shit, jump over shit, and run through people, and mm-hmm. you're hitting grocery carts and shit calculated. like that. Very calculated. Very calculated. Very smart. So that's what was, it was real reminiscent of Drive to me, um, those kind of sequences. But did anybody want to talk about anything else with that opening chase sequence that they thought no, was really cool? No, it was It was very well done. Yeah. It was a very entertaining to watch. I, I thought the Subaru was going to be like his car for the whole movie, right. and it wasn't. Yeah, that's, what, that's the one thing I did like is... He could use any car, like any car he boosted. Yeah. He was like a beast with. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very much. Um, um, and then okay, so like the soundtrack. So let's jump to the soundtrack then, man. Like there was a wide variety of sound to you know. There was some. You, know, you had Lionel Richie, Easy Sunday Morning, and then Lionel Richie got paid twice. Yeah, he got yeah he got. Yeah. Oh, he had another song. No, because no, that they, same song, but yeah. they covered it. 
Oh yeah, they played his yeah. version and they and covered that, it. And the interpolation. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of mm-hmm. the flashbacks, okay. the people behind me like verbalized what I was thinking. Which the one? kid has an iPod, right? Mm-hmm. But why are his parents dressed like it's nineteen fucking seventy? Thank you. <laughs> That's, that's what confused me throughout the whole film. I didn't know what time period we was supposed to be in because he was still using like the old flip phones. Well, and the, yeah. And then the old iPods. But well, then he, he had, had the, the old, earbuds he, in. He had the old iPods because he mm. was collecting them because mm-hmm. that was a present from his mom. Mm-hmm. But his mom gave him the fucking iPod, which means at earliest that could have been like, what, 2003, 2002? Yeah. That's, why yeah. the fuck was she dressed like it was 1975? I, I think... I think Edgar Wright, just being from Britain, he probably thinks Atlanta is like super country or something like that. So people still like dress <laughs> like that. Okay, and, and, in the middle and on of nowhere. that too, yeah. I don't know if they were actually in Atlanta. If somebody from Atlanta is listening to this, what the fuck mall was he running through in Midtown or Downtown? Because it looked like it. It looked like he was. Um, he wasn't at Peachtree. He. I saw the sign for it. Because I just went to Atlanta like a month ago, so right, I right. But I was like, it. "That's not Phipps or Lennox, but he's in the middle of all the high rises. What the fuck mall is that? It, well, oh. it have to be Peachtree then. Peachtree's right? that's like Peachtree's near mall, the high rise, but I, I give it. I don't yeah. think he was. I think they mix. They mixed a lot that, of stuff I don't think together. That was yeah, a mall in Atlanta. <laughs> like, well, the whole yeah. movie was shot in Atlanta, okay. so I think it was. It was a mall in Atlanta because I remember seeing the sign for it because you know. At one point well, they were at like stage. perimeter, but at one point they were at perimeter, but okay. where he was supposed to be at perimeter doesn't look like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's probably you know what? It's probably reminiscent to uh, Mission Impossible Three when he went from the Chesapeake Bay Bridge <laughs> to DC, to like D- to DC in like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So it's probably reminiscent to that. They started one interior somewhere. And if somebody knows somewhere. what mall that is, please let us know. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I was confused about that too. And then I'm like, Yo, why are you recording shit to cassettes, bro? Like, yeah. like this yeah, is kind of voice note on your phone. What the yeah, fuck? Like, that's a lot easier to integrate into a digital space. So they didn't really make that clear, like why he was such an analog guy, mm-hmm. um, in comparison to <laughs> what today actually is. Yeah, that's. That was kind of weird. And just to answer your question about the flip phones, those are burner phones. I mean, that's like you can that's still like buy still like the old iPods and then that too, and yeah. then like the parents being dressed up. So I didn't, oh, I didn't know what time it was right. supposed to be in. And then when they do the flashback shit, that all that sepia sepia tones, all that yellow, it's like yeah. you know, it's they're trying to make us feel like the Wonder Years, but it's clearly not. You know, it's clearly like. 2003. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't really. I didn't think about it while we were talking about this, but that was definitely something I said. No, I was thinking it, and the guy behind me was like, "Why the fuck are they dressed like that?" (laughs) (laughs) Her hair was was all feathered like Farrah Fawcett and shit. I was like, "What the fuck year is it supposed to be?" She could sing though. His mom could could sing. sing. The girlfriend could had like a nice voice too. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Her accent was weird though, and I was like, "That's not Georgia accent." Where is she from? She's from Sussex. I thought she's from England. Okay, I was about to say she's not fucking American. She had a. She had a. She had a. Some kind of southern accent, but it wasn't that, Georgia. That's that typical southern twang that, like, if you're making a commercial about like drop biscuits commercial, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and you want to use like a wholesome white, like country white girl voice. I, I people from 
from England coming over and doing American parts and having to do Southern accents and doing the wrong one for the wrong region is like a thing that I noticed in movies. And it definitely was like watching Roots last year. I was like, these people are supposed to be in Virginia and all of them are talking like they're from Texas. And I'm like, right. we, that's not our accent at right. all. So I, when I was listening to her, I was like, you don't sound like you're from Georgia at all. Right. Agreed. I didn't think so neither. But um, Yeah, I think it probably would have been better if like they didn't do that hard accents really because mm-hmm. Ansel has like an accent too mm-hmm. and I was like where is he from he's from here he's American yeah, he's American exactly but he didn't New York did, was he from. trying to he the only time I heard him really have an accent in the movies he kept saying baby baby baby, baby. baby. like Elvis and shit <laughs> baby. Baby. but b-a-b-y baby <laughs> but um outside of that like I wasn't mad at it and people in Atlanta all kind of have like different accents so yeah I, maybe she was supposed to be from somewhere else I don't know it was weird yeah well, yeah. Ansel is from uh, from uh, New York. Yeah. He's from New York. He was born in New York. Oh. Um, so, do you guys think that the soundtrack, this being heavily a soundtrack, you know, um, a, you know, the soundtrack was a crutch on it? Do you feel like that that hurt or helped the film? I think it helped it a lot. I think it helped it. They mm-hmm. had some interesting song choices. It definitely helped to me, but I I kind of wish it was way more like Atlanta like music. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. at least here's some like Atlanta like trap music or something like that. Right. Atlanta did seem kind of odd to place this movie. It did. Like I kind of was like, why is this movie in Atlanta? Because they like, offered the best tax break. Yeah, well, I know why, but like the story, like I, I don't you. know. I, like, I just you. was a little like Atlanta. It's kind of weird to me seeing Atlanta in films in that capacity mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't even though you know you go to Atlanta, it does have that. It does have that. You know, it has rural, suburb, and then it has like the whole city vibe. But mm-hmm. just when I think of Atlanta, just because of where it's set, I just don't think city like that. I, I don't lived think... in Atlanta; it's definitely a fucking city. Yeah, like, but I especially just don't... compared to like here, yeah. it's well, a, I mean, not compared to like, okay, it's a major metro area. It's not New York. It's not LA. But in terms of large cities in America, it's on par. Yeah, it's. It, but it's. I guess that's that's just something that like I'm having to mentally get used, used to. to. Atlanta being yeah. a city. And then to be a city that's like a, a hub for like this sort of criminal activity, like heist and shit like that. Like, where I would just you, don't, where would you like in your mind imagine that they would would have made more sense? I just sense? always think of this kind of shit being like L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like I always mm-hmm. think I would have made it ambiguous. Probably because like Michael Mann, you know, like uh, Heat is one of my favorite films. You know, and it's you you look at that kind of shit and these big banks and you know this sort of like just this saucy ass exterior and like and. People and highways, you know. It's I just think about it. I know it's got all of that I just named, except for palm trees. I didn't name palm trees, but like (laughs) it has all of that. And I just still I just have this mental barrier that. How do you think they would have gotten away with making it ambiguous though? How do you have a car movie with no license plates? Like how do you? I've seen movies where they they do it. It's just. you... I've seen movies where they do it, but I think that would be really hard to do in a movie that's like so car heavy. Well, the yeah. thing is, the thing is, see, to me, the license plates didn't give it away. It was the cop cars. No, that was the first thing that I saw that said Atlanta. But yeah. what I'm saying is, in terms of being able to to like mask it, you have so many cars. Like, there's yeah. going to be plates that you're going to see at some point. Or I think it's one of those like it's okay. Like, I think in some movies, what they do is they they make all the plates a variety of plates. Or they try to, mm-hmm. yeah. or, and if you watch a movie where you have no idea where it's from, you don't. You're not gonna hone your your focus is so distracted to what's actually happening in the film mm-hmm. versus looking at people's license plates. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it being in Atlanta. I'm not mad at them saying that it's in Atlanta. I think bringing you know more opportunities to that city to say like, hey, you can make a big budget studio picture here, right? 
is smart. Yeah, it is. Very smart. Definitely well, smart this is city. low budget compared to what they've been doing. Yeah, actually. this is what, 40 so, million? Yeah, it's a 40 million movie, but I mean, they're doing Avengers and they did Captain America there. So right. They, this is actually lower on the totem pole. Right, agreed. I agree, but every million counts, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so Jesse, you feel like the soundtrack helped it? Mm-hmm. What uh, helped it in what capacity, you feel? Well, I mean, I feel like most of the time, the soundtrack this is kind of like an afterthought mm-hmm. in most movies, but I feel like this was like in the script. Right. Like, he had the songs in there and stuff, and I feel like when you integrate that into the story and you're using you're using the music as almost, it's almost, it, it, it just adds a whole other layer to it, I think. You know, showing his love for music and having that play out in a very unique way that I haven't seen before, I think that's something that helps this movie kind of stand out. Okay. Well, the, the first song from the first car chase, like before before the bank robbery, like he heard that song maybe like 20 years ago and that's how he got the idea. It's like, what if I could write a car chase to this song? Mm-hmm. And of course, 20 years later, he made this movie. Nice. How do you know this stuff, man? Uh, interviews, I guess. <laughs> just watching. I'd love to see his, yeah. when he was writing the script. Like, did he get songs that were like no, and he had to be like shit, and like, Probably, had to change yeah. the script. See, yeah. that to me is that's what that's what makes it risky because I mean, at the end of the day, these songs have to be cleared, yeah. and and sometimes it's not just a money issue. Sometimes it's a legacy issue. But it yeah. sounded like there was like a lot of Motown happening. Really. Was it Motown? It had that feel at the very no. least. I mean, like, we heard Queen in there. I know that's not Motown. Yeah. Queen's not Motown. I mean, shit, I, no, I would say no. Like, I would say Motown, is, was Lionel Richie even Motown? Mm-mm. I don't even know where the fucking Motown, when you, when you say Motown, something I don't even know Something is wrong with song. my baby. Something is wrong with oh, me. Oh, something's and, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. was like a lot no, of. No, that, that's, that's Watt Stacks. You're right. But there was, I mean, that feel of music, I would say. Right, right, right. But, but still, but still sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes these Publishers of these estates, they'll say no to certain things. Yeah, you know, and obviously they have that right. It sometimes it's it was not very money. interesting to me that like cert like hearing um, certain songs, like as they were coming in, I would think it was one song and then it was something else, and I'm like, huh, shit, these old ass songs sampled other older songs. What the fuck? Mm. It was very interesting. I liked the, the the Isaac Hayes they were playing was kind of dope too. Like when did they play Isaac Hayes? Was it Isaac Hayes? No, 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 no. It was Barry White. Barry White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was drinking get them the confused. oh, <laughs> you get them confused. How? Cause I did just then. Jesus oh, Christ, God. man! You just want to fight? You just want to go ahead no, and get it out? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to fight Teresa. Yeah, she's been boxing, so I don't. Y'all don't want to shoot the fair one with her because she's been in the boxing gym. So I had to shoot her. You see, <laughs> <laughs> I had to shoot Lizzie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the soundtrack, though. It's a very risky move, very risky move. But I think that that that's the sign of a good filmmaker. Somebody's willing to take those risks. What was your uh, favorite sequence, like with with the particular song? Um, I, I mean, I have to say that j- the 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 first coffee walk scene by default, just because of the scale of it. What song was that? I don't even remember. I think it's it? Bell Bottoms, but I don't know the like actual title of the song. Mm. I like the junkyard scene, like yeah. the fact that it was in slow motion and it was still synced up with the music. Yeah, yes. I'm with you on that. That was dope. That I, I like what the, song was playing then too. That was, that uh, was Easy, like, Sunday, Sunday, easy morning. Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Barry White one the best because you know, like he's playing these songs for a reason. Mm-hmm. So he's playing Barry White to like give himself confidence to like talk to this girl and get her to like go with mm-hmm. him. And of course, he comes in and it's like a complete reversal of that scene, but the song like still works perfectly to me. Mm. That's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that. Which which one stuck out? Which I'm with him with the slow motion. Because I've always liked that in music videos. So. Mm-hmm. 
Did you have a song that stuck out to you, Lizzie? Not really. Sequence. Okay. I was barely fucking awake this morning when I went to see that. I enjoyed it though. Mm, you know what though? I was enjoying. I was enjoying what they were doing in terms of like photography direction or cinematography. And, you know, I guess now I watch movies with somewhat more of a technical eye from listening to y'all talk. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always, like, searching for meaning. And then I'm like, oh, they did some cool shit with the camera. Right. That movie was so fucking slow, though. Like, there was just points where I was like, what is going to fucking happen? Like, right. move this shit along. That happened that. to me at least twice. Well, it, it seemed like the movie kept, to me, it, it almost kept switching directions. Like, you know... Like, you know, I, I went into it thinking, you know, okay, we're dealing with a high... I mean, I I knew that there was going to be, like, a love element involved, right. but, like, just the way it kind of... T- the story's turned a few times to where it's like, I didn't expect it to turn in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect... Where it became everyone against him. Yeah. Like, the like okay, the scene specifically when... when and this... Oh, Jamie Foxx is such a terrible actor, man. I'm sorry. But the whole scene where... You, you, they shot the cops up and shit. The gun deal, the gun exchange. I didn't expect. I didn't know his character was that off the track. You understand what I'm saying? Like there was nothing well, about his name that. was Bats because he was batshit crazy. Well, see, I didn't pick up on that. He had bats on his neck. Yeah, but bats could. I mean, bats, Babe Ruth. You know, bats, Batman. Like bats bat, he was always talking yeah, about Batman. killing somebody. Yeah, but stuff. but that's a whole nother level of like. You're did you guys up notice whole... that um, Jamie Fox took the veneers off his teeth and he's back to having the same teeth that he fucking had on the Living Color? I don't pay attention to that. That teeth Fox look like teeth. very interesting. Because he wore all red in the whole <laughs> movie. That bothered me. Well, he said he, he based it off his friend who he said he would walk into a room and like compromise people because of how like gangster he was, like back in LA when he first got to LA. Right. So I think that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> Try yeah. you said you he said you did why like the would performance. You be, listen, why would you base your motherfucking friend. Your motherfucking friend. So I'm sorry. No disrespect to your motherfucking friend. But why would you base the <laughs> character off of him? First of all, he didn't feel like he was from Atlanta. Let's just start there. Not he at wasn't all. He felt like all. an L.A. dude. Ex- thank you. He nothing about felt him like said a fucking it, L.A. Nothing guy. about him said Atlanta at all. Not that that was his home and that was a place that he felt comfortable moving. Like He felt like an L.A. dude all day. Exactly. And even his accent and the way that he was talking and just the way that he moved, it was just very inauthentic. Hello? Are y'all, is anybody starting to feel me now about Jamie Foxx or nah? Are oh, we no, still I, need I will admit, proof? like, Jamie Foxx is pretty awful in this movie. Uh, yeah, will, he's not awful in everything. He's, he's just not, not awful in everything, but he's, he's pretty bad. This character, I'm telling you, man, this character that he's playing is pretty much his entire career outside of fucking... Uh, uh, it, you know not, he felt like Motherfucker Jones, but like a real life dude. Motherfucker Jones. That's, um... Horrible bosses. He felt like oh, the same ex- guy. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker Jones. The, <laughs> yeah. the the dude when when they was the one where Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis due date. Yeah, and he was in that. It's the same character. Like I'm tired of fucking Jamie what about Fox stealth? character. I never saw stealth. I never. I, I never. I never bought myself to that level. No, that was no, just, that's like the plane. Old, that was like, just the. That was just the. Just yeah. a joke. Yeah. It's like a, just <laughs> just a, ra- a, a random insert of his career. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. next time you watch it again, his teeth. I was just like, fuck, well, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, we're not, You're yeah. not going to watch Baby Driver again? Honestly, it was a, it was a one and done for me. I liked the movie, but I I saw it. I was entertained, and, and I probably won't watch it I'm, again. I'm kind of with Corey. I'd, I'd watch it. Like, if it was on Netflix and there was nothing else to do, I'd watch it. It wasn't bad to me. It just wasn't no need to watch it again. Um, but I did want to ask you, you know, because you are usually the one that sees like the messages and shit. Did did you see anything that we maybe we missed in terms of the messaging in this film? 
No. Okay. So it's <laughs> it pretty wasn't straightforward. Deep. It was. It wasn't a deep film to me. It's an action movie. And to be fair, like when I go into movies like that, like I'm typically not looking for deeper meaning. I'm like, ooh, shit's blowing up. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um. But but no, I thought Kevin Spacey's character I could not fucking figure out I'm, because at the point where they go to buy the guns and Jamie Fox is kills all the cops. Mm-hmm. At that point, because Kevin Spacey was like, you know, I never do jobs with the same crew twice. Right. But everybody's the same same people. Well, yeah, he's, I think. But, that's why I said but that. Not, yeah. But not that exact same crew together. Yeah. Like, Baby is the con- constant person, but the rest right. of no, the people always change. No, it was one change. person. Because uh, Ham and his wife, like... Right, and so before they worked with the other guy. But what I'm saying is, when he said that, and then he brought them all together, I thought that he meant for them to fucking die. Like, that he meant for the cops to kill them. Mm. Oh. That's what I thought was going on. So I was very confused yeah. when they went back, and he was like, okay, we're going to go forward with the job. I thought that he was, like, tying up loose ends. But apparently he wasn't. And so I thought it was very strange that... And I mean, I guess it's just to set up the scene. But practically right i thought it was very strange practically for this to be a movie in you know believable real world universe where he would send a bunch of gangsters in to buy guns from cops and not tell them that that's what the fuck they were doing i mm. jumped forward too okay. is that i didn't really understand why, why wouldn't he go get the guns that well, was weird too like, why baby went back to him for help and why he helped him yeah, that like was I kind of was like, "Yo, if I were Kevin Smith, I wouldn't help your ass. You fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, like it, everything that went wrong was Baby's fault, right? And like he still helped him, and then he died. Yeah, that so was like, I, but he kind of brought him into that world too. So maybe he felt responsible for him in a way, like a father yeah. figure. He was definitely ready to kill him like thirty minutes prior, right? But yeah, I get it. Well, I, he, I, I, yeah. Once he, once he. The fact that they didn't kill him when they when he was recording him and they actually yeah. allowed him to play the tape of his that was weird. Yeah, well the fact that John Ham's character uh uh Buddy, Buddy the fact that Buddy didn't shoot him in the head when he jumped out of the car that was falling off the shit and he had the gun to him <laughs> after he his whole mission was to kill Baby and then he had Baby right there and then he did the typical I want to say a bunch of shit and I get <laughs> fucked up in the process. <laughs> Squeeze first. Well, he wanted to kill his girl. Last. Like he wanted to enact revenge. Yeah, because you know his girl died. But and... but that there was no revenge element when he tried to hit him straight through the and he went through the elevator. There was no revenge element. Oh, there. can we talk about when baby jumped over the car? If you'd like to, it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> if there's more that we need to That's say, that's why that. the whole like, last act in the typical Corey Smith fashion it fell apart for me yeah. in the third act because it just got real. Movie magic. He got real parkourish. Yeah, you know, he's like, like jumping through shit. I'm yeah. like, I knew he was a great driver. I didn't know these skills set sort of like just went into his calf muscle and his like, <laughs> you know, like a, a, no. agilitic ability. John like, Hamm drove like, that car at least 40, 50 miles an hour into that elevator. Yeah, and he leaped over it. Yeah, he well, Kobe. he kind of like jumped on the he jumped on the hood and then yeah, yeah. Did the thing. He Michael Jackson over it. He definitely, <laughs> which I have no confidence that that's realistic. Yeah. And they, and they just never and they I mean first of all oh, his, but the car doesn't go off the side. I'm fucking tripping. I'm just saying. 
I feel like that could be justified. Yeah, right. That could be justified. But my thing is, like, isn't his equilibrium fucked up from, like, the hearing? So, like, all this athletic ability, that could be why. So, so, you know, it's like, you know, his ability to do all this shit is just, they just never explain that. This guy's had, at one point, he was legit doing parkour and he was running from the cops, like, Mm -hmm. jumping over shit and going like falling off of shit and then doing he a was flip like with Chris it Brown and, and takers and shit exactly that's what that's that a, reminded me of I was like oh we're in takers again yeah, this is Chris Brown and takers and I'm just like that that part that part of him was never really explained that he was just this agile um, or why he started stealing cars like that was <coughs> never explained never explained and neither was the fact that he had a black stepfather that <laughs> a black oh, yeah. a black um <laughs> Hold on, let me finish the statement. He, that he had like a, you know, black foster dad. That was just weird. Was that his foster father that he was with? Like I was confused. Yeah, he, okay. he mentioned it that it was his foster dad. I don't know. I was probably looking at my phone at that point in the movie. Well, you say you don't know why he started stealing cars. Like, well, I think they explained like he was a kid. He just started stealing cars. Thank you, Martin. He drove. Like, yeah, he drove no, on uh, eighty-five. They, yeah, I, I know he's. He was stealing cars and like joyriding, but they didn't like explain that the, where like, this behavior came from. Right, uh, oh. he's just a fucked up kid. He's a foster kid, and he, they just went well, full. Think, you're a fucked up foster. He was a kid. foster kid, but his his foster parents seemed like a stand up yeah, dude. Like, yeah, right. The deaf no. dude was like a good guy, but I mean, he was he was an angry white kid. I don't know. <laughs> like, he was an angry white. He, he no, you can see that like white people do shit when they're angry. Like maybe okay, maybe they do uh, that. Yeah, I don't. know. I can't. I I'm can't, with you. I don't know. But I, I, he was a delinquent kid, I guess. It's a classic, yeah. like, your parents died, you got a foster parent, you don't give a shit about your foster parent. It's, it's a classic But he story. gave but a he shit. Did. He, he gave took a care big of him shit. But he didn't, meet, but he, didn't he cared about him, but he didn't care about, like, what he was doing with his life. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. No, he, he cared genuinely about him, but he didn't care. He, he, was, just, he was a delinquent. I, see, that's yeah. why it doesn't make sense to me, because it seemed like he was in a loving home. Very much, and he was a stand-up I'm, kid. It was a loving home, but I guess it's still a foster home. I get that, but it's a loving foster home. It's not like you know he went to live with some really fuck. It's not like Antoine Fisher, like Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. that was a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think his father like had the hold on him that you could usually have on, on like a teenage boy. So of course he's gonna like if he has he he probably had a lot of freedom. In the sense that he had to like go out and get the food and maybe even have a job and stuff like that. Well, well, my thing is like, why would the state administer um, parental guardianship uh, in the parent is deaf? You understand what well, I'm saying? He may have not been deaf when he got the kid. Well, I think I, he, I think know. he was probably deaf when he got yeah, the kid. Yeah, that's, that's just. But a I don't. Weird, that doesn't. I don't think that's that very like ableist you. of you to say. Like deaf people can raise children. Uh, single, I mean, I just think that that would be a. I mean, they he may they, have had a wife at one point, we don't know, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I think that the whole adoption process is he wasn't uh, adopted though, he was he was a foster, oh, foster. Parent. okay, that makes it also maybe the, the maybe it's a little looser, but I would I would imagine it's some of the you, same constraints. Okay. No, being no, you can. I mean, as long as you have the mental capacity to take care of a child, you can take care of a child. They, yeah. Just like they can't not hire you for a fucking job because you're deaf. Like they can't not let you have foster care. I mean, well, kids because yeah, you're deaf. I mean, no, they, they. I'm sure they could not hire you because you're deaf if they don't have anybody if, that speaks in sign language for you. But the little nigga spoke sign language, so it's yeah. Fine. But uh, that's all I'm saying is like, where did that skill come from? He you had know, to did, learn it. He I learned think. it. Yeah. yeah. 
They'll drop. They I drop mean, kids what? who don't speak English off in the house with people. So it, to me, that's the same thing. Oh, really? They do. I mean, if you don't have a Spanish-speaking household for some kid that speaks Spanish or doesn't speak English or speaks whatever language, they drop them there. Like that's what happens. There's it's it's foster care. You have to go where there's a bed for you. Oh, I didn't know it was that loose. It's just like, yeah, fuck that kid. Throw him anywhere. I didn't know it was that loose. I mean, again, his foster father seemed like a likes loving home. No, no, he <laughs> he he did. I'm not saying that deaf people can't raise kids. You you took that in a way different direction. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, there's not that wouldn't be something that would stop them from. Being being a, a foster parent. Okay. Like, All right. Fair enough. I won't argue that because I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the character, Jamie Foxx's character, just to go back because it was full of shit. All right. Can we all agree there? <laughs> I agree. He's a bad actor. It is pretty bad. He's, he's pretty, pretty bad. bad. Anybody yeah. state anything otherwise? Yeah. Well, this, John I mean, I don't hate him as much back. as you do, but like, I don't, like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't love him in this movie, but I, it's an action movie, so I'm only expecting so much. Like, I'm not expecting an Oscar worthy like performance. Well, see, it's it's just not about Oscar worthy. It's just about somebody not fitting into the world. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't. But you have to think about that from like a director's standpoint, from wardrobe, or like the choices that he was making, the way that they styled him. Like he, like you said, nothing about him said Georgia or Atlanta. Oh. That that was a place that he lived and spent time for real. Or maybe it was meant to feel like he was an outsider. I don't know. I I think a lot of the. Uh... Bank robbers are outsiders because I don't think John Hamm and um, Darling are there either. Like, yeah. I don't think they're from Atlanta either. They said they, go, they sort of go to like Vegas and stuff too. Yeah, well, I mean, but my thing is they were that coming in town. The to Wall Street yeah. thing was super random too. The, the, like, why would like, he picked up on that? Yeah, you say you're probably Wall Street. I was like, no, he doesn't look like a fucking Wall Street yeah, guy at all. Yeah, he's got. He like, looks like uh, a fucking goon. Well, I think <laughs> it's it's kind of like a. Like an adjacent reference, like I think he cast John Hamm probably because it's kind of like a flip side of the town where he was mm. the cop, mm-hmm. and he also cast him probably because of Mad Men. So I guess being an ad like agent is kind of adjacent to maybe being a stockbroker. Like that, that type he... of life is kind of similar. And if he said he used to be a stockbroker, everybody would have been like, "Oh shit!" I mean, he if he said he used to be in the ad agency, everybody would be like, "Oh shit, you're just referencing that man." So he said stockbroker instead. Well, I think, I think too, he wanted I think you're giving I think you're giving too much credit too. I think that he wanted to work in the line about them being bigger crooks than the fucking bank robbers and so that was where that came yeah, from. Yeah, me too. Ping. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, um yeah, absolutely right. But forget forget Atlanta. There's nothing about Jamie Foxx's wardrobe that stated career criminal that was stable or that was not sloppy. You understand what, do you what think? I'm saying? What, like, so what, if you're going to say career criminal that you would pattern him after in another movie, like who would you choose to like style him after? Man, okay, so just going back to Heat, right? Look at uh, Val Kilmer's character in Heat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like career criminals, here's the thing about them. They're not flashy, Mm-mm. right? They're career criminals. They 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 live their life in this underworld existence. If we're going by what Michael Mann says, right? Because I don't know any real career criminals like on this level. But if we're going by what the movies have already stated, like people, like guys like that, they're typically, you know, they don't want to be acknowledged. They want to be under the radar. They kind of want to be able to move and go with the wind, and just not give off a certain type of appearance because their whole existence relies on them not being identified. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing about the way that Jamie Foxx came off that says, I don't want to be identified. I don't know, though. You look like Suge Knight. I can't go down that road with you. And this, because it's, given the fact it's an Edgar Wright film, it's stylized. It's a little exaggerated. I mean, you have a young 20 something getaway driver. You have a, what, the chick's wearing miniskirts. 
<laughs> with with an automatic weapon. John Hamm's got the the cool haircut. Like I don't. It's a. I I wouldn't. I get it. It's it's a little out of place even for the tone of the film. But I wouldn't expect. Like John Perthal was the most legitimate looking one of them all. Right. So. Uh, Shout out to no. that flea, that flea uh, cameo though. Like I was happy to see him in a movie. The flea cameo, I missed it. Red the Hot nose. Chili Peppers, the nose. That was flea. Oh, it damn sure was. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'm not a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but now that you bring it up, you're absolutely. Like, right. But that adds to it. Like you got the, it, it, it's a character. But I feel like they just went too far with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he was just too like, bad. He was robbing shit all the time, he's and a then scary he was always black pulling guy. his gun out yeah. and shit. Yeah, the scary black. Well, I mean, if if, Mar- if what Martin said is true, which is he based that role off of, it sounds like he might have had a lot more influence over that role than we expect than we're than we're giving him credit for. So maybe he chose this all red and all this other shit and this stick out. And Edgar you know, Wright let it fly. And he just let it fly. And I just say that's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion. It's an Atlanta sports team's black and red, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Hawks? The Hawks. Yeah, and the and Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. The Falcons. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the Hawks are like gold. I think the hockey team's reddish, too. I think the Hawks got some yeah, gold, red. red and I think it's red, white, and there, black. There's a lot of like black and red references like throughout the movie. Okay. Um, like for instance, in the script where I guess they're in the diner and um, Jamie Foxx is like talking to uh, John Hamm and Isa, and he's and she says um, something about if he gets mad, you're, he's gonna see red and you're gonna see black. And of course, in the mm-hmm. third act of the film, oh. he's in the car like it's the all red, red. Mm-hmm. and then uh, then um, the baby baby he looks and he sees like the black um, Atlanta like police car. But there, there is like a lot of like black and red in the film. Of course, Jamie Foxx. I can't really pick any others. So. so you think that that's like reminiscent of like a roulette table? A wheel? Well, they do oh, make a roulette uh, reference. reference. Yeah. yeah. When they said they were going to um, Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. If this, if that was the intention, there's my then, deep meaning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, listen. I, I'll let that fly. If you can figure out a reason. I'll, I'll let well, that he, fly. I mean, when makes... you, but I mean, if you think about it, it's gambling. When you rob people, you don't. You're gambling with your life. So right. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that was intentional. It might have been. I, I, if I was Edgar Wright, I'd say yes. Just yeah, to sound like he, he is a pretty like intentional. <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, I'm just saying, even if he didn't intend to do it, I would say yes at this point because otherwise it's just because it dumb. sounds cool. Because right? it sounds good. Yeah. So um um, let's talk a little. Let's go back to Baby though. Like we spoke a little bit about Baby, but let's go back to him. Um. We already established that some of this shit is inauthentic, or at least it came off as inauthentic. But what did you just think about his character in general? You know, I thought he was a really well-defined character. Like for a person who didn't really speak that much throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. and having the performance and the music and stuff be part of his defining characteristics, I feel like he was very, um, very defined. Right. I for what you say his name is Ansel Elgort. I. I think that that gave him some range because he was having to act a whole lot without saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And there, those characters are very separate from his character in like um, The Fault in Our Stars. His character in um, Divergent is Divergent. Divergent sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I say it every time. Corey, Corey hates Divergent. Apparently. Um, his character in Divergent is different from both of those characters, but he's kind of like a, a secondary character in mm-hmm. that series. Yeah, he doesn't really do much. He's just the brother. Um, probably so, wishes he didn't. Yeah, he probably wishes he didn't, but he's fine. But I would just say, like, in terms of, you know, some people can't 
do something super different from what they've done before. So like, I don't think that, you know, who else do I like put in the same category with him? That one kid that they cast in everything. I don't know his name. He's also in the fault in our stars and he's in paper towns. I can't think of his name. Anyway, like I don't think he would have been able to pull the role off because he kind of does the same thing over and over. He doesn't have a whole lot of character variance. So I think that this, this actor, depending on what roles are, you know, granted to him, he has the ability to do a lot more than what we've seen. Hmm. Okay. That takes a lot. It takes a lot to act without talking a whole bunch. It, <laughs> like, it does. It yeah, does. like to use your body to convey feeling and your face. And, uh, you know, some people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the soundtrack spoke a lot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the flashback spoke a lot for him. So, I mean, it, like, I, it's hard to say with in, t- until we strip those elements away. It's hard to say for me that his acting was that strong because um, there was a lot of supporting elements that helped me understand what mood he was supposed. No, to No, what be. I'm saying though is that he has some range. Some actors don't have range at all. Oh, right, right. Okay, <laughs> I I agree with that. Yeah, because when he turned up, when he went kind of like just from the. Real shy kid, which I didn't. I never took him as shy. I took him as like yeah, this is just this what the is fuck it is. Calculating. Yeah, yeah. So, so when, but when he kind of went from that and turned up, and he was a little bit more aggressive, in in terms of like getting him and his, you know, his uh, Deborah, you know, out, Deborah. Of, out of yeah, <laughs> out of harm's way. It it didn't feel unbelievable. I followed so, him. Can we can we step back to like what the fuck did this bitch do to make him fall in love with her other than be cute? Well, she was singing his the song with. First of all, she was singing. It was her voice and his mom, like his mom could sing. Yeah, his I mom could sing. Kinda, and then she was singing the baby. Rhythm. She looks like his mom. Did, too, didn't his kinda. mom also work at the diner? Too? Yeah, yeah, she worked at the diner. And then, and then the song she was singing was, you know, she was baby. spelling out his name. name. So I think it was just like all the. And then it drew oh. him in. But what I'm saying is like in terms of them, her being ready to like give up her fucking life for him, like there was no, there was no real reason for her to be so into him other than oh i think you're cute let me throw my fucking life away did they mysterious she had like just got that did they have a sex scene like did they actually fuck like i don't know (laughs) was anybody disappointed that baby's real name wasn't baby i kind of was i was yeah i was a little disappointed i thought they were gonna really ride that to the end his real name was baby why do i knew like well i saw the second time i you see like how they Reveal the names like that's a big thing in a movie. Like revealing Monica's name, they say like never say your names. Right. Monica's the first one, of course. Leon's the second one. Then you hear Keith Van Horn on the radio, right. and then you get Miles at the end, right. which I thought was really cool. I actually what, did they Miles. ever say what Kevin Spacey's name was? No, nah, they never say Doc. what Doc's name is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he kind of reveals it too because everybody asks him like, "Did your mom call you that?" And he would see like sometimes. Yeah. So like, go backwards, you know. So, yeah, but I would have liked it to be his real name. I yeah, that would have been that would have been cooler. Yeah, just to stick to that script, like, no, nah, my name really is Baby. Yeah, well, I liked that his name was Miles. That's my nephew's name. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real cute. Um, my nephew's cute. Yeah. So, sure. um, okay. So, so Doc, the Kevin Spacey's character, <laughs> I, is, horrible it, toupee, horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible toupee. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I, I liked his his character was very menacing. Like it was, it was very subtly menacing, um, you know when he talked that shit about breaking legs and all that other fly shit, and you didn't you know, believe you, it till the end though, right? I didn't, I didn't yeah, believe he was well, going to fuck anybody up no, until no, the I, end. I thought because especially seeing his nephew, like his nephew being a badass, that little yeah. kid. That was I love that I, scene. Sam was probably like one of my favorite parts. Low key, low key. Yeah. But I, okay, so did he, did anyone else feel like he was fucking setting baby up though when he to go? That's kind of why. I, 
I thought he was trying to tie up loose ends because he sent baby into the post office like with his face exposed. He would be on the camera and like, you know, the the people would remember seeing him. I think you. I think there's a good argument for that. I think you well, totally he sent somebody else he into the fucking the bank. In. He didn't go in the bank though. Like, I mean, at the bank, the post, the post office. office. Yeah, he didn't go in the post office. He stayed outside. No, so. he went in the day before with Sam. Yeah, I know he went in, but it was like it was it's not, not part like of the plan for him in. to go back in, so but, they could see his face again. But his, but his yeah. face had been put up before from because they had like pictures of him from All when he had driven away from the the previous jobs. Yeah. So I just was like, why is he sending him in there? That's weird. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, you're making kind of a good case. I would have sent like a woman in, right? Or clearly, get... fucking send Sam in, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little kid, you know? Yeah, he did all the work. Yeah. He really did. That he was, was a badass. He was, he was, he's the kind of motherfucking kid you hope your kid doesn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it real. I want my kid to be street smart. I want her to see everything and and take everything in. I don't want her to become like a delinquent or be on the wrong side of the law, but I want her to have that level of astuteness and like keen observation. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like if you're at that level that he's at, that observant, I think at some point your kid is like, you know what, they, they're going to use that power for wrong at some point, you know what I mean? When they're that on point, like he was beyond career criminal, like he was just on some, this is <laughs> second love, nature. I love how baby's like, oh, my ADD is overloaded. He's like, it's okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was pretty. That was a really good scene in the film. But um, so you so but he kind of telegraphed it with that scene too. Like when he was talking to the woman, I'm like, okay, this woman's gonna come back at some point to mm-hmm. haunt him. It was like very obvious that that was gonna happen, like because she had seen his face that he yeah. was gonna interact with her again, and it was gonna be a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. The way that the way they did it, I didn't expect it to be in that nature. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I, I but I expected her to recognize to, to, him at right. some point. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I also thought it would it wasn't going to matter because I knew he was going to be the getaway driver. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, but did so? Did anybody else feel like Doc was menacing, or how, what was your interpretation of uh, Kevin Spacey's character? I just grouped it all in the same as everybody else. It's kind of over the top, but kind of not. Huh. Like it didn't didn't really move me. It's Kevin Spacey being Kevin Spacey. Yeah, really it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Does do does just tangent conversation? Does anybody feel like he's overrated as an actor? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Right, I, cool. I, you know what? I feel like people cast him for the same reason that they cast Anthony Hopkins. He's capable of the range of the character variance, but they want him there to do that thing that he does. Um, mm. and and there's his character here felt a lot like what's the Vegas movie he's in where he's a professor twenty one card counter yeah, yeah. It, the character here felt very similar to that character he's starting to a lot of his characters are like that now but I think that's why they're casting him because they oh, want yeah. him to come in and do what he does do whereas like you know with you know he's capable of more just like I said with Anthony Hopkins you know Anthony Hopkins can fucking do anything as right. far as I'm concerned like, period yeah. yeah he's the man but. But he's like creepy old man now. <clears throat> yeah, like, like I feel edu- like he's, he's like educated, educated old man now. I feel like there's a there's a there's a feeling that he conveys that is very specific that they want him to come in and do, and that's what Kevin Spacey gets. Kevin Spacey gives you like, I am extremely calculating and intelligent, and I command every room that I'm in, and people listen to me, and they're fucking scared of me, and you get that from him. Right. And, well, you know, and, and, and you're 100% right, in all fairness, but what I will say is when Kevin Spacey's name is mentioned in a film, I don't get excited anymore. Like, see, Anthony Hopkins, you tell me Anthony Hopkins is something, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I'm I'm all in. So you're going to see Transformers 5? 
No, absolutely no. not. Not because no, no. Anthony Hopkins. It doesn't matter. Shout out to like, let me tell you how when I was watching the trailer and I heard his voice in, in Transformers, I was like, not, not my, not my Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Like, not you. But you know what? It's a fucking check. He's in Marvel movies too. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, he, he's not in business to, to not white get White Morgan business. Freeman. He no, is. But, but no, no, no. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why couldn't you be the white? No. As much as I love Morgan Freeman, he is not a fucking Anthony Hopkins ever in life. Like, no. I would like Morgan Freeman can still carry a movie. Morgan Freeman can carry... To me, like, Anthony Hopkins is incomparable. Like... I know. I was just being a dick. I would like to see Morgan Freeman in, like, Silence of the Lambs or something. (laughs) (laughs) With some pop and beans. And a nice piano. When's the last time Morgan Freeman was a bad guy? Uh, he was a bad guy in the um, in the flood those, movie. No, he, in those magician movies. He was no, he wasn't. Uh, in the first one, he the, was a bad guy. Yeah, but then you know, there's, there's a reveal. Yeah, the second he one. He was yeah. he was bad guy in Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone, but not really a real bad guy. It was kind of like a, a reveal. He was a bad guy in Dreamcatcher. He was, mm. and, and his fucking the, eyebrows. <laughs> the flood movie. It was Christian Slater. It's it from the nineties. Oh, hard rain, what, hard Bay rain. Yeah. yeah, and then I actually uh, like hard rain. What's the, what's the other one? Um, the Along Came a Spider or something like that. He's a, no, he no, wasn't he's the Alex Cross in that movie. What are you talking about? No, the, he was a good guy. He's oh. a Alex well, Cross in Along Came a Spider. Well, there's another one that was kind of like similar vein. I thought he was a bad he guy was, in. But, uh, I don't know. He's yeah, a, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking someone did say that. Uh, not not Anthony Hopkins, but that uh, Patrick Stewart was the white Morgan Freeman. Like, cause he does I'll, it. I'll take man. that. Cause he's like not, a, he's not aging. He bays in blood of the innocent. Yeah, after after green room, <laughs> though, after green room, I want to see more of uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart in like a very menacing. I think he might do menacing very well. Like you know, uh, judging by green room, and then what he did on conspiracy theory when he was in that movie. Um, but um. So yeah, I just don't get I don't get that excited for Kevin Spacey, unfortunately. Don't I mean, but he, don't I think dislike he's good. him. It's just it's not a. Not a mover for me. I think he, yeah. he had a thing that worked for him, and it's worked for him too well. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, it's important to know when you're oversaturated. In my, I want to see and, him do something else. Yeah, and because he can. I, and I think you have to be particularly careful when you have a television show where you play a character of this nature, and mm-hmm. it's a very popular show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think when you start taking movie roles, you need to find something that's sort of the antithesis of it, because we have enough content to see you this way. You know, and that's I mean, fair. You know, and that, that's that's how I would approach it I, if I was maybe an actor he doesn't. On maybe he feels like he doesn't have anything to prove at this point, and now he's kind of putting himself in a corner where he's going to have to prove something. Could be, could very well be, and I'm not mad at that. Uh, John Hamm's character, Buddy. Shout uh, out to John Hamm. I like John. Hamm. Yeah, me too. Buddy was pussy motivated, him. and I'm not really a fan. <laughs> like, well, you know, he was drug motivated mostly, I think, because yeah. they both were like drug addicts, right? Or they, they uh, do Jamie a lot Fox of drugs. implied that, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, he made reference to it. Yeah. He implied that. Well, yeah, I think he said like they do once they once all their like cocaine goes up or something like that, they come back and do a robbery. Like that's what they do every time. Oh, interesting. Huh? That makes sense. They must have went through a lot of coke. To- they gotta right. get a just call to in. do the robbery though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, I I just like the how his character. You know, we saw him in a certain capacity, and he was seemed like the only person really advocating for a baby outside of Darling. Mm-hmm. Um. And then to see him totally flip and to be the guy that baby has to, you know, the last fig leaf felt, to get away I, yeah, from. Yeah, I think he felt the most betrayed, though, because he tried to, like, give him a chance. So when his woman died, I think it kind of pained him to have to turn around and do that. Because I think he 
kind of admired what he had going on. Yeah. And they kind of bonded over cars and music. So right, yeah, I right. think that was a really nice setup. How Jen, uh, John Hamm talks about being a wheelman and being, him being like the main antagonist at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't think it was gonna like, go that way. I thought yeah, Kevin Spacey was gonna be pissed off at everything. Yeah, or Jamie might yeah. <laughs> might last to the end, but yeah. Right. I was so happy to see Jamie Foxx die and then his ugly teeth. God damn, damn bro. Like, damn, that's, that's some cold I shit. I know, man. You no, got... his character, no, I mean, not him, but his character, like, just irked my life. Yeah, and but, I just was like. But those are his real teeth. Right. So when you start saying shit like that, <laughs> Honestly, just, just know you sound like an asshole. She's so talking about his good. parents. You, you ripped his whole career. So, well, I mean, I'm talking like, about something. I mean, something. the nigga can get more veneers. Like, <laughs> yeah, she, clear. She's talking about something cosmetic. I'm talking about this man chose to be like, His that's life. like a plumber coming into your house yeah. to fix your toilet. And then when he leaves, your toilet's clogged I'm just up saying again. there's a lot of Jamie Foxx slander. <laughs> so when did we get standards here? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's just, she just comes off like an asshole. I come off, I have real You come off like solid, a hater. It's fine. I'll be I, an asshole I, today. I have solid. I, but the funny part is, I feel like after this movie, some people might jump on the train with me. And I, it's cool. Every time I see a Jamie Foxx movie, I just put it in the bank because it, it it's starting to tip to my direction. I mean, we're, I we're okay, getting it. It, it, it tipped to your direction a while ago. What was the movie like, he yeah, was I'm in? With you. Thank what you. was it? The movie he was in before this, though. That bullshit Sleepless. with his son got <laughs> taken. Sleepless. Yeah, yeah, but like he kind of shit on Sleepless when he was on the BET Awards. He was just like, I still got to promote that shit. Eh. Yeah, yeah, well, but you did it, and, yeah. and the funny part did anybody else see Sleepless? I saw. No, it. I didn't. Sleepless. I mean, like honestly, he needs to do more roles like that because I feel like when you start putting this action in between, when you're actually doing like hand to hand combat and shit like that, which there wasn't a lot of that in the film, to be perfectly honest, it was just uh, more of like a, it was kind of like a heist in a different kind of way. But I, I feel like he does need more roles like that where he has to. It's it's his acting doesn't need to carry it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just, it's a story. It doesn't matter who you put in this shit. We called you because Liam Neeson wasn't available. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I like I think he needs more roles like that. So it totally could have been a Colin Farrell movie. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, he, he either needs to do that or he needs to do movies where he he's impersonating somebody that really existed. I, and I feel like those are the only <laughs> two spaces. Chadwick Boseman took his shit. <laughs> yeah, Chadwick Boseman apparently. <laughs> yeah, is the, yeah, he's the new. He's the new. Uh, He's the new Jamie Foxx. The new, yeah, yeah. Uh, also about John Hamm, what I really liked is, I guess Edgar Wright was setting both him and um, him and Kevin Spacey as like father figures, uh-huh. in a sense, like how you choose your father figures, like one's more chill, one one you think is chill, but like both kind of represented his actual father, who was like very abusive. Mm-hmm. Of course, Kevin Spacey saying he was gonna abuse him or something like that, and of course. John Hamm actually like fighting him at the end. But you you have I I really love that scene where they're sitting inside the warehouse and they're both listening to Queen because mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's like a very fatherly thing where you try to like empathize with your son or something like that. Right. And I'm and of course Baby was probably looking for like that type of connection to someone since he really didn't have it with his um his actual father. So because he couldn't listen to music or at least he could only listen to the vibrations. Right. But I also love that. They play that song and they're listening to it, and that's the exact same. Like they talk about the songs you listen to when you're about to drive, mm-hmm. or the, that's the song that gets you in the mood to drive, and that's like the exact same song in the last kind of confrontation. Like John right. Hamm is like blasting it out of the speakers. Yeah, I thought that was really dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, IMDb trivia says that the role was written for John Hamm. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, he's t- the role me, of Buddy. 
He's very dynamic. Like I, 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 I think he's underrated as an extremely, actor. extremely underrated. And I would love, to, and he goes both sides very fluently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, you know, he's he has the empathetic portion, and then he has the asshole sort of aggressive. And he can portion. do drama. He can do action. He can do comedy. Like I think he's very underrated yeah. as an actor. I hope he gets utilized more for sure. Um, but you just bought up some good elements, though. I, n- I didn't think about that with the whole father figure. I didn't look into this movie that Yeah, day. you catch a lot when you see it twice. That's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of real. I guess that's with any movie. But, um, yeah, man. So, uh, um, I, I guess. You know we- what I thought was interesting? Like, how they all empathized with him as a fucking criminal. And, like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing I'm not supposed to do. But, like, I wonder, could that have worked with a black kid? Well, the dancing, sure enough, could have worked. <laughs> we know that. So, you know, um, that's a I, good But question. I wonder if everyone who interacted with him, like, you know, in the end when he's in court or whatever, and everyone's like, he's such a good yeah, kid. Witness. Like, I wonder yeah. I wonder if that would have worked if he was a person of color in that way. And that, those are very interesting things that I look at in movies. I'm just kind of like, in the real world, like, what everybody would have been like, Oh, but he's such a nice guy. And would heart. anyone have given a fuck? Right. <laughs> even the lady he stole the purse from and you know and came back, even she was character with I was like, I'm with you. The third act, and especially like the third half of the third act. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy, dog. This shit is getting too far so, out of control. You know, as I was walking out of the movie too, the ending, I was just kind of like, what the fuck focus group picked that ending? Because you're not going to convince me that that was the only ending that they filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to convince me that there's not an alternate ending to that movie. Well, the first time I watched it, uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't realize he was like deaf at the end of the movie. I think that's why they did. I didn't interpret that he was deaf. Yeah, he was deaf. That's why he didn't need the earbuds. He didn't have any earbuds on. I thought it was because he's in prison and they don't let you have earbuds. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't, didn't get that he was deaf at the end either. They don't have any dialogue when he gets out either. That's why I thought he was that is that is that real? Did he really get out or was that a dream sequence? No, he really got out, got out after five, five years. years. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, right. I'm like, know, the, this bitch waited around for five years. First of all, and then he killed somebody for... too. Like, yeah. he got out in fucking five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had a lot of character witnesses. So. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. Still, all the cops that died in the process, yeah. and he only got five years. I, I'm, I was, ba- I was taken back when they caught them on the trip. I was like, extra, one, I was like, extradition worked extremely fast for like the, <laughs> you know, for all this to happen in probably less than a three hour period and they were able to get a whole county, mm-hmm. a whole other county involved with capturing this guy. With um, no chopper following With them. no chopper fo- I was like, this is kind of, this is stupid. The chopper oh, sure wait, 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 wait. He wasn't, was, so when you, back up to when you were like, he was deaf. Was he deaf in the car with her? He was talking to her and he could hear her and stuff. Yeah, he could yeah. read lips though really well. Like, oh yeah, he could. Well, he did but, put his hand on the speaker. Yeah, but I didn't I take it like he was deaf. I didn't take he, it like he was deaf either. When he's uh, listening, like when he's in the briefings or whatever, like the mm-hmm. music is blasting his ear, he can't hear what you're saying, but he could read Kevin Spacey's lips. But he could read lips right. too. He lived with yeah. that old guy, yeah. I thought he lost his hearing when um, John Ham's character like yeah. shot him. But I thought it came back. Like, like I, I thought think... he was just temporarily. Yeah, because yeah. like... that, that's that's typically how that works. Yeah, we'll, come well, back. I, I, well, he Edgar Wright is very like intentional, and I think the foster father is really just supposed to foreshadow what happens to, to him, him at that end of, at, huh. end of the movie right. because he's his father's son, basically. Right. Damn, it sounds like Edgar Wright had something going on with his daddy when he wrote this shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, man, because it's just a lot of references to it. There are like a lot of father figures in the movie. I think. Yeah. So. 
if he's intentional, somebody might need to, he might need to be sitting in front of a psychologist and talking about some shit. But um, so we I mean we kind of touched on a lot of stuff of things we didn't like. But is there anything else specifically that you guys didn't like about this film? Because I'm gonna be honest, like going into it and coming out of it are like two different experiences. I had very very high hopes going into it and coming out of it. It was a I'm just kind of like yeah. yeah, I'm like damn, like there was some great marketing. I didn't think it was a bad film. Why they don't get the people who make the trailers to make the movies? Like, uh, yeah, because the trailer like sold that one for me. And then right. when I, I told you it was very slow, and I was sitting there like, and I'm not normally that person who's like, because I can watch a slow movie. Right. I'm not the person because like you know I was watching Nocturnal Animals, which is extremely slow, and I was like, this is so good. And I was sitting there with this one like, come right. on, what the fuck's happening? So yeah. the marketing was great, like you said, and the people who make the trailers should make the movies because they piece it together, and you usually, as Corey says, see the whole fucking movie in the trailer. Yeah, pretty but much. I don't know. It, it felt like you said it felt like two different movies. Yeah. Well, I am interested. I am interested in see, like now that you're pointing out a lot of things, Martin, about the second go around. I am semi interested in seeing it a second time to see if like maybe I'm just being a little too caught up in the, what the cosmetics were supposed to be of the film rather than taking it in for you know what it was actually delivering to us well that's that's kind of what i love about edgar wright is you'll catch a lot more stuff on the second time I, i'm not saying you have to see it i just love edgar wright so i'm, right. I'm gonna see it twice to see everything he put into it yeah mm. okay well is there anything else specifically that you guys didn't like about the film though no we touched on most of it yeah. cool wow what was that what does it uh wow I can't burp. I think it passes the Bechdel test, but yeah. What's the Bechdel? I'm lost. The Bechdel test is like two women have to talk to each other about something other than a man. It's like it's like a standard for films that are like progressive and feminist or something like that. It's made by Alison Bechdel, who made this comic called Fun Home, but she's like so a what feminist. So what is that particular scene that you're referring to? Two women um, talking about the, something other than a man? Two of the waitresses, I guess, talk to each other about something, but I forgot what they talked about. But that's the only thing. <laughs> that's the only thing. They were like, uh, have you <laughs> yeah. served him? Pretty much. Uh, that was, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like pretty much the only, yeah. But they talked about a man, so it didn't pass the Bechdel test. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shout like to that. I don't, I don't think any woman existed in this movie that wasn't in relationship to a man. Like fully on her own. None of them did. Mm. So we got an F minus on the Bechdel test. Uh, it's like a complete Not even zero. Monica. I would say that she might have come the closest, but her relationship to the man was like very much a part of who she was too. So Monica, which one was Monica? Darling. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But he's but that's he's right. Black. That was her real name. Okay. All right. So if we if we're gonna go old school grade school rules, right? Grade school grading. What what are we giving this film? B minus. B. Yeah, it was, it was C plus B minus. Oh, yeah. I, I like it, so I'll go A. Okay, okay Martin. <laughs> Overachiever. Yeah, I'm with the B on this one too. So wasn't bad. It was a good. It was a, you know. It, it and the only reason I'm out. giving it a B minus and not a B was that fucking ending. I was just like, the, this ending is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only part that got me. Was like he only got five years. Uh-huh. So I was like, that privilege was kicking. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> that privilege definitely did. I didn't say it. Just said it. Gotta love that privilege. Yeah. 
Well, I, just to me, the fact that he went to jail, period. The fact that he came out of a lie. I, I know. Let's just start that. He's implicated you know. in the death of a bunch of fucking cops. And then yeah. Deborah didn't get in trouble either. Like, wouldn't she in be real an life, she would have. Well, she, yeah. she would have been a hostage she, or something like that, No, right? she was well, driving in the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, but if... He could have made it seem yeah. like she was a hostage. Yeah, she was forced to He probably could have testified that she was a hostage. Well, I thought that, and I kind of thought that was stupid. Well, she, how like, she was why in the would you keep, seat, though? Why would you keep a car That's with bullet holes in it, driving down the fucking street? Yeah. I said I thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh, this car doesn't look conspicuous or anything. And I was like, well, she's stupid. If he was driving, they probably would have switched cars and made it to Mexico. So <laughs> I want to know why did you drop yeah. off your blonde, your your deaf pops, and stuff them full of like heist money? Heist money. And thought that that wouldn't cause a red flag. Yeah. Heist money. I don't know how the helicopter finds him. Some of those places are like really greedy, so I think he might have been okay. Well, I don't think he would take his 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 foster father to a bad place, but some of those places like really dirty though. Well, I think he had to have a way to pay for living there, so he gave him the money. But like, I think he'd have been fine. And and Martin, it's he. You you can't just. what is he gonna yelp the fucking you know <laughs> old folks home? Like I don't think that where he went was a big. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna take you to the one over on Foster Street because uh, you know it's I think it's four just like the closest one. <laughs> you know he, he put it in Google Drive. Nah, it's it's like a lot of crimes that happen in like Foster and like uh, old folks homes. Absolutely, so. they get abused. Yeah, yeah a lot. I heard. I definitely heard. Especially a deaf like old black guy is probably gonna you know, get it. Yeah, well, full of cash that can't hear. <laughs> it's probably easy to really set those guys up. So, he anyway, tell you. <laughs> but but then who's he going to tell? He has to sign. He can't pick up the phone. He, he has can to write sign. Fucking notes. Down. He can read. Yeah, but you're gone yeah. by then. So Jesus. with all the money. So anyhow, man. Um. Well, yep. There it is, baby driver, man. Uh, maybe you felt the same way when you watched it. If not, or if you have a different take, you might have more insight like Martin had, man. Uh, feel free to hit us up on them social medias. Uh, on uh, <laughs> social medias, <laughs> uh, on Instagram and on Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics, and then um, also on Twitter, Kinda Movie Crits, C R I T S. Um, and then we're also on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. So. Shoot us a message over there or comment on the uh, on the SoundCloud and let us know what you thought about Baby Driver, or some of the things that stuck out to you, and uh, all that fly stuff, man. So, anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, you know why we call ourselves kind of movie critics is because uh, we kind of are and we kind of aren't, just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.